What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Alright, it is time for volume 2 of the Ask Me Anything episode, where I put it to the friends of the show and personal people in my life and all that good stuff and just say, hey, feed my ego and ask me some questions. Now, I just uh, wanted to see if I could tie all these questions into songs and I was able to do that with every single question. So thank you once again if you participated in making this an episode. This one's for you especially. Of course, you know, all these episodes are for you guys, but uh, we're going to continue on with the questions here, and I'm going to answer three questions from Mike Cranston. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and do three for this guy. Love this guy. He recently bought a shirt. What's not to love? So thank you, Mike, once again, and thank you for your questions. We'll start off with the one that you have here. This is one of those uh, musicologist uh, Buddhism kind of questions uh, where uh, do lyrics matter? Or is melody the thing? This is a long debate, and there's no right answer. That's the cool thing about it. That's that's why it's Buddhist, you know? <laughs> is it the salt or the french fry, as David Lee Ross says? That's barroom Buddhism, but anyway. So yes, that long debated question that all music nerds love. Do lyrics matter, or is melody the thing? Well, I can tell you that both are right, and I'm not saying this as a cop-out. It really just depends on what I want to listen to at the time. And I'm going to give you two great examples right here that proves that, you know, sometimes it's just the music because the lyrics don't mean anything, and sometimes the lyrics mean everything. So I'm going to kick off the show with two majorly extreme examples of that. Here you go.
sun, look at all the people in this restaurant. What do you think they weigh? And out the window to the parking lot at their SUVs, taking all of the space. They give no fuck, they talk as loud as they want. They give no fuck. Just as long as there's enough for them Gonna get on the microphone down at Walmart And talk about some shit that's been on my mind Talk about the state of this great nation of ours People look to your left, yeah, look to your right They give no fuck, they buy as much as they want Just as long as there's enough for them When you like to see them in the National Geographic Squatting bare-assed in the dirt Eating rice from a bowl With a towel on their head And maybe a bone in their nose See that asshole with a peace sign On his license plate Giving me the finger And running me out of his lane God made us number one Cause he loves us the best Well he should go bless someone else For a while and give us a rest Kicking off the show right there with uh, a block of two songs. You probably thought you would never hear back-to-back, and, and I thought the same thing, honestly. So first song there, proving that sometimes it's just the music, or as some would say, the melody. I don't know there's a whole lot of melody in that, but uh, just the music kicks ass, and that's why I like it. You're not going to find any deep lyrics in the song Tank by Life, Sex, and Death, but I still love it. So there you go. Life, Sex, and Death off the Silent Majority. Great record there. A a 90s classic for me. And then we uh, followed that up with, uh, you know, if if you're a lyric person, then this is the song for you. Uh, All You Can Eat by Ben Folds. I think that's Ben at the height of his Randy Newmanisms right there. But I love it. Equally love both of those songs. So 
proof positive that I am both sides of the fence. Sometimes it's the music, sometimes it's the lyrics. I know that uh, Randy Brown of the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, he's a music guy and not a lyric guy. I know that for sure. So that's all I can really speak to that. So hope you enjoyed those two songs. We got one more question from the great Mike Cranston. He asks, uh, what was your first favorite album as a kid? All right, easy enough, and I'm going all the way back. I I think I might have played this band on the show once, and I love this band. I love this band unconditionally. They were like kind of my first favorite band. A lot of you people may not know this. And as I've mentioned to you, longtime friends of the show will know this. I grew up in a country western household for the most part, so it was all that late 70s, early 80s cocaine pop country uh, dominated the household. So when a band like this came along, it really sparked my ears and I was like, oh, there's other types of music out there. So between what, you know, the Muppets were doing and this band right here, I was like, oh, I I definitely became a fan of pop music and then later on rock music. So I would have to say that uh, thanks to my mom, of all people, which I've never gotten any musical influence from except this one time in my life, my first favorite album as a kid was Air Supply's Greatest Hits. Yeah. I still love all of those hits. Some of my favorite songs of all time. Pure sugary pop sweetness. But yeah, love it. This is kind of a darker uh, Air Supply song, so I figured it's cool to play it on the show here. Not that I I wouldn't want to play Even the Nights Are Better or Making Love Out of Nothing at All or any of those songs, because I love all of them. Uh, But I like this one right here. It almost kind of has a uh, late 70s Alice Cooper feel to it musically. And that's another reason why I really like this song a lot. So here you go from Air Supply's Greatest Hits. This is Sweet Dreams. Sure. 
Sweet Dreams by Air Supply as you sail away on a cloud of smooth pop music right there. But I love it. I love it. Love me some Air Supply. I'm really going to try to go see them the next time they play one of the casinos whenever those things reopen again. Uh, But yeah, there you go. Moving on to something else entirely different, as you will see here. The great Jay Shabluski. Official, I'm going to call him the official mascot of all rock podcasts. We love this guy. He's a uh, a beam of positivity. Uh, So thank you for your question, Jay. His question was, hey, what is your opinion of the last Toadies album? Don't recall you saying anything about it and not even a mention on your top 100 episodes. Uh, Well, actually, Jay, the reason for that, and I will sadly admit that i have not yet listened to that record that one missed me and uh sorry that i did not get it reviewed properly in time for the top 100 albums of the decade so as soon as i listen to it i will let you know what i think of it i'll even pm you and let you know what my opinion of it is and if it would have made it to the top 100 even i'll even do the points and everything but till then he has an additional question in there thankfully because i have no music clip to play you for that because i don't own it but he goes uh so far I've purchased Nothing's Tired of Tomorrow, 
So yeah, thank you. That was, I believe, at least in the top 20 of the decade. And he said, curious as to what your opinion on their earlier albums are. Well, album. They have one other full length. Uh, and he goes, thanks, I'll listen to your reply off the air. Oh, thank you. <laughs> True talk radio right there. <laughs> that guy's a talk radio fan. I love it. So, yeah, with nothing, they have a... Tired of Tomorrow that I played uh, on the countdown was their second album. They have a first album and a third album. Uh, while the third album really disappointed me, and I mentioned that, like, even when, as far as to say that the production really killed the album for me, which is rare. Uh, but their first album, really good. It's the one that got me turned on to them. And uh, I think it really missed the top 100 just because I didn't spend as much time with it as I did some of these other albums. So that, that happens sometimes. But it's a solid album, and I definitely recommend people check it out. So here you go. Here's a great track from said album. Nothing's debut album called Guilty of Everything. This is, and uh, I'm going to send this one out especially to our friend Julian Gill. Get well.
right, there you go. From the debut album by Nothing, from the album Guilty of Everything, that was Get Well. Hope you enjoyed that. Crunchy as hell. Those first two albums are so solid, so go pick up some stuff by Nothing for sure. And uh, they're a great live act, too. I've seen them twice live now. So Moving on to the next question here, and thank you once again for your question, Jay. Uh, over to the great Eric Miller. Well, our finer citizens out there. Uh, he does the Pods and Sods Network and uh, those essential six-pack episodes that are tied into that. And Eric's just a good guy. A true, true solid guy. All right, done kissing his ass. Uh, his question is, first record you bought with your own money? Simple enough. I see this question asked a lot, and I kind of, I guess I need to qualify it a little bit because some people, I think, go with, and my brain doesn't really work this way, so, like, with my own money, it's like, you know, I mean, we would get allowances as a kid if you could get allowances, or I'd wash the car for money and things like that. I, I still don't really consider that my own money. So I'm going to have to dial it up all the way up to, like, my first year, like, working for a living for my own paycheck. So that's kind of really how I have to play it. And even then, I am not 100% sure that this is the exact correct answer i'm really going by timeline here and once again my first jobs my first job was actually working at, at a sonic drive-thru <laughs> yeah sonic drive-in yes still still go there for the drinks it took me years to ever eat the food again after working there not because they do anything terrible with it just because it's just you know so overly processed and it's just right there in your face and you kind of you know disassociate yourself from ever eating that stuff ever again but i have from time to time but their drinks and shakes are still the best anyway get off my sonic rant there i was uh, you know i did the fries by the way i wasn't uh, you can't don't picture me in roller skates or anything because i never did that <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just I was just a fry cook. So, <laughs> but yeah, I started to make my own money. The main idea for me working there was to uh, afford my Ibanez Iceman guitar, which I eventually did get. So I'm gonna go with like summer '94 when I was first working at places. So I kind of just went and looked around, see what albums had come out during that summer, and just assumed that I bought that album, which I know I did that summer. So I'm gonna go with this. It was the summer of '94. And the the album I would have most likely bought during the summer that I know I did buy, at least on cassette, uh, was this one right here. So I'm going to go with this as being the first record I bought with my own money. From the summer of 1994, it is the 94 outing from Motley Crue.
right, there you go. Poison Apples by the John Karabi-led Motley Crue from 1994. Yeah, I remember that. That was a very memorable summer. Some good, some bad. I, uh, working at Sonic, not the best job, but I could afford to buy concert tickets and records and guitars then, so, you know, you take the good and take the bad. That's what working class is all about, so... Yeah, I love that song, Poison Apples. I love that whole record. I'm one of those people that completely drank the Kool-Aid on it and still do to this day. So, yeah, love it. So we're going to move over to something completely different once again with a great question by Joe Royland. Joe, great people. A really super nice guy. Does the sit and spin show. Uh, Look him up online. Joe Royland. R-O-Y-L-A-N-D and uh, you know he's just a big fan of music like I am we're very like-minded people and he does song of the day every day and I always look forward to that Uh, and uh, yeah so yeah the great Joe Royland asks me a question that opens up to uh, playing something I don't normally play on the show much like what uh, Mike Cranston asked me earlier by me answering Air Supply is this question and since I already played Air Supply I have to come up with something else (laughs) so the album most people would be surprised that you love and uh, I think even me talking about Air Supply over the years uh people know that i like them i don't think i've ever played this artist on the show if i have maybe it was once it was years ago if i did so album most people would be surprised that i love it's kind of a a three-way tie because it's like just this one era of this artist but i think some people might be surprised to find out that uh i have been a big sheryl crow fan in the past uh especially those first three records those are phenomenal records i still defend those albums and listen to them to this day so you know nothing really passed that for me i gave some of the other ones a shot but they just didn't hit me but uh those first three albums when she was new and hungry and really just tremendous songwriting on top of everything else so still recommend those albums once again still love them so yeah maybe you're surprised by that but um Maybe you haven't heard this song. This was a single. It didn't do great, but it's still one of my favorite songs of all time by her. Hits me in the chest every time. So here you go. This is Cheryl Crow with Leaving Las Vegas. Eternal 
Yeah, another thing that's great about that song, you can go look up any version she has ever done of that, whether it's the acoustic studio version or just live versions in general. It always sounds amazing. Like, she just puts everything she has into it every single time. It's just a great song. So there you go, Leaving Las Vegas by Sheryl Crow. That was officially off of her first album, Tuesday Night Music Club, the one that everybody bought, that won all the Grammys and all that stuff, and, and rightfully so, honestly. But the two albums that followed that up, the self-titled album Sheryl Crow and the Globe Sessions, those are both tremendous records as well. So go check them out if you're uh, seeking something just a little bit different. Maybe you didn't give them a chance the first time around, but you definitely should. All right, moving on to the next question here. David Mims writes uh your favorite kiss moment well goodness man <laughs> what are we gonna do another top 10 show here no i i gotta say and i think i'm justified in giving this a little bit of a, a, a kind of a five-way tie i guess uh you know the the things that i remember the most that i love of course like my first kiss show uh, it was like may 5th 1990 i want to say dallas texas at the starplex talked about that on the show that one course the convention show that they did in dallas uh, in 1995 i got to sing going blind on the mic with them so come on i mean can't get any better than that can it well i mean actually uh i think something at least tied it maybe even outdid it i would have to say in all honesty and and truthfully uh going on kiss cruise 2 with nola that was uh the vacation and trip that uh, i bought her engagement ring at uh so big memories there and that was a, a just still one of my favorite trips ever. Kiss Cruise 2. Again, see two full shows and just hanging out with the coolest person ever on uh, something that I never thought would happen in a million years, a Kiss Cruise. I mean, so it was just a completely surreal trip, and I loved it. And uh, a few years later, uh, full circle with that ring story, uh, we went out to Vegas during their residency and, and did the Kiss Rocks Vegas thing and got married that same week. Uh, two days after we were married, we went to see that show in Vegas. So a lot of great things just in my life in general tied into Kiss. And, you know, forcefully, obviously, but I'm glad they're there. So I really don't have a straight-up answer for you. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to go with the Las Vegas thing, honestly. Yeah, even cooler than singing on the microphone with Kiss has to be getting married to the coolest person ever while spending a fun vacation trip in Vegas and going to see a Kiss show. That really does beat that out, I think. Uh, but I got a song here that ties into all of that. Uh, so I'm going to do something that ties into the 95 convention show uh, along with Kiss Cruise too, because uh, this song was definitely played at both of those things and at some point during the week in vegas this song was also played even though we didn't get to see it at our vegas show it was definitely being done backstage during the meet and greet acoustic sets that they were doing at the time so there you go tying into all of that right here here's a performance from backstage at the joint uh kiss doing an acoustic version of going blind <laughs>
All right, there you go. Got the audio of that from the uh, Amazon exclusive version of the Kiss Rocks Vegas set with the CDs, the bonus CD, and the Blu-ray of the show. It's great packaging right there. When when it first went on sale, it was like a hundred bucks, so I just waited. I got it for like maybe twenty dollars later on, so no regrets right there. So from backstage at the joint, that was Kiss with an acoustic version of Going Blind. Yes, Gene blows it right away from the get-go, and Paul brings it in to save it. But when it gets back into that chorus and everybody's harmonizing, it's so great. That's one of the greatest Kiss songs ever, in my opinion. All right, so moving on here, uh, another fellow podcaster, the great Aaron Camaro of Decibel Geek Podcast. He he wrote and asked me for my Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. So with all this, I'm like, well, Jesus, how am I going to tie that into uh, a song? And, you know, I could play one of their theme songs, I guess. But uh, I tried to go a little deeper and weirder than that. So I will say as of today, um, kind of as a combination of influence and performance and just overall greatness, if you asked me, I would say that the pro wrestling Mount Rushmore that I have currently uh, sits on it. Dusty Rhodes, Nature Boy Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and so maybe a little bit of favoritism right there. Three out of four Texas boys right there, but I gotta say, I mean, you can't argue that those three Texas guys are some of the greatest of all time. So before I start losing everybody here, if you're not a pro wrestling fan, and shame on you if you're not, but uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I was just like, well, how am I gonna tie this in with a song? But I'd like to do it right here and uh I, i'm pretty proud of myself for remembering this so like way back you know over 20 years ago during the big boom of pop culture and pro wrestling being hot again uh and stone cold steve austin was like the guy you know he sold all the merch all the posters and it got to the point where this indie label came up to him and was like hey we'd like to put out a soundtrack surrounding you and your favorite songs of all time so there's this compilation called stone cold metal i also found out that there was a stone cold country later on too but of course, we're going to play something off of the Stone Cold Metal compilation or a song that at least appeared on it. I actually don't own the Stone Cold Metal CD, but I own every song that's on the collection. So, you know, I, I definitely own it in some way or another. I could make it if I wanted to. Uh, so, yeah, I went with the deepest cut that was on the collection. So here you go. Straight from the opinion of Stone Cold. This is definitely a really cool nugget that appeared on the Stone Cold Metal album. This is uh, from the second full-length Def Leppard album, High and Dry, and the song On Through the Night.
great track right there, and not just because I said so. That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. So that was On Through the Night by Def Leppard from the High and Dry record. Love that record, of course. I, I do get really, I don't want to say upset, but I just, I don't get the so-called fans of Def Leppard that say that they never did anything better than that. You could say that's their best album if you want to, but just to completely dismiss Pyromania and Hysteria after that, I, I think you're totally drunk. So way more drunk than Austin could ever be. <laughs> All right. My opinion. Okay. Uh, I've got an interesting question here from another fellow podcaster, uh, the great Craig Smith, who is the other half of the Paws and Sods network, along with Eric Miller. And uh, Craig's a great guy, too, despite him calling us motherfuckers all the time. But, you know, hey, you know, it, it is what it is, man. We still love you, Craig. You don't have to be so angry. <laughs> all right, so Craig asked me, because I challenged him one time at this, so he went at me like this way. He said, uh, what's your Pac-Man high score? <laughs> And what is the best Pac-Man game variant? Machines only, not emulations. <laughs> and he even told me I could use bootleg variants as long as they were uh, running in arcades in the 80s. Wow, that, that's pretty deep, man. Well, I gotta tell you, I do not know what my current high score is on uh, original Pac-Man. I know I'm very good at it, and I'd still like to challenge you in it down the road. The, the offer still stands. We've got great free play arcades out here in the DFW area. But uh, I was always more of a Miss Pac-Man guy, so I guess that answers the question on the variant. So, I am aces at Miss Pac-Man. I could tell you that around my high score is probably about 190,000 right now. So yeah, that's on original Miss Pac-Man, 190,000. It's pretty good, I think. I, I, It still kills me that I haven't broken 200,000 on it yet. Uh, I can also tell you, just to brag a little bit, because I was going through... I take pictures of some of my high scores when I'm there, because I just like to send them to people that I'm in competition with to make them crazy, and we all bust each other's balls about it. I can tell you, if you go and try to play this game, you will realize that these are impressive numbers. Uh, my Burger Time high score is somewhere around the uh, 180,000 area. My average is 150,000, and uh, I am the best Journey arcade game player in the whole world. 120,000. It's almost impossible to do that on that game, but I have that. I do hold that high score currently, and I've been holding that high score in this area for a good amount of a year or two now. So, yeah, there you go. It's my video game bragging right there. Uh, but, yeah, full circling it back to music. You probably think, oh, he's going to play Pac-Man Fever now. No, I'm not going to. I don't have anything against Pac-Man Fever. But that's obvious now, isn't it? And I'm having so much fun on these Ask Me Anything episodes. I get to kind of play things I don't normally play on the show. It kind of turns into a potpourri of sorts. I'm going to play you this, uh, a favorite from my youth, in addition to just talking about the video games and playing them in general. Uh, a song that really spoke to me as a kid, and I had this on vinyl, and I still have the copy of this. So from their groundbreaking double album, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. This is DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with Human Video Game. Younger, I was into video games, trying to whatever, it didn't matter the name. Thousands of my dollars have been poured into all types of games, trying to get the high score. But now I think I have a favorite. It's me against the Nate. He's out my girl, I've got to save her. Oh no, I feel an attack coming on. Yo, ready, Roxy, I want to play a game of Donkey Kong. I have, I would feel the urge, and I go stuck raving mad, breaking to the arcade, screaming and hollering, anticipating putting $25 in any machine, I was out of control, I did 
DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with Human Video Game, of course, featuring beatbox extraordinaire Ready Rock C. Hope you enjoyed that out there. Who doesn't love old school rap? I mean, you may not like modern hip hop and rap, and I really don't either, but old school is great. You can't, can't go wrong with it, in my opinion. So I try to fit those in where I can here on Rock Strikes 10 without you guys hating me for the rest of your lives. Uh, all right, so moving on, last question here of the night, and uh, seemingly the last asked me anything for a while. I'll, I'll do them. As time goes on, if I get questions, I'll keep doing them and just stockpiling the questions. I'm totally cool with that, so feel free to keep sending them along. You can PM to me if you want, and of course, listen for the links at the end of the episode here. Until then, our last song here that ties in with the question I got 
from my friends at the Cobras and Fire podcast. And, of course, Luz and Baco, after asking me a slew of inappropriate questions, very questionable questions, finally hit on one that I was like, okay, I'll answer that one. And I don't know if they were just joking when they asked me this, but I'm going to go ahead and take this one seriously. Uh, love these guys. So after all the ball breaking, we got down to Luce said, I discussed this with Baco, who was also a professional interviewer. And he thinks that uh, all these questions that they had been asking me were good questions, but they decided this is a good one too. Why do you hate children? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I've really just said it so much on the air as I have just, you know, on social media and stuff. And, and hate's a strong word. Obviously, I don't hate children. I love not having children. So big difference. I enjoy being an uncle. I'm not the best uncle in the world because I don't see my nieces very much. But, you know, that's where I, that's where I am at in my all time. This is what I want to be or be defined as. Uh, I'm just an uncle. I am not a parent, you know. And uh, because, you know, maybe at the end of the day I am selfish to, to my, you know, pleasures and wants and needs as well as my wife's. We are on equal ground with this. So we don't hate kids and we don't hate people with kids. We just are never going to have them. We like things and trips and money, you know, those kind of things. And to be able to do a podcast. I know, I know people that are parents that have podcasts. I don't know how you do that. It's ridiculous. But I'm glad Cobras and Fire does it. I'm glad Mark Striegel does it and a slew of other people that have kids. Uh, so, yeah. There's the answer to your question. I do not hate kids. They're just not for us. Uh, so that being said, I'll close off with this one right here. I was gonna, I was gonna be a douche and play Hell is for Children, but <laughs> I was like, once again, I feel like that's a little obvious. So I'm gonna go with one that's a little more lighthearted and funny, even though it is, I guess, at the end of the day, an anti-kids song. So here you go, from Hey Hello. This is the song Kids.
right, closing off the Ask Me Anything Volume 2 episode right here. That was Hey Hello from the Hey Hello 2 record. T-O-O. That was kids. Kids are going to screw you up, yes. <laughs> all right, hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed all the songs. If you enjoyed all the songs, we are very similar in our brainwave patterns. That might be damn near a miracle if you enjoyed all these songs. But I enjoyed all these songs, and at the end of the day, it's my show. So, hey. But I do thank the friends of the show for asking me these questions here on this particular episode. Mike Cranston, Jay Shablewski, Eric Miller, Joe Royland, David Mems, Aaron Camaro, Craig Smith, and the great Cobras and Fire, Luce and Baco right there. Uh, it came in down the wire as I was recording this. Sean McFall, I did not get to your question. Uh, I guess there was a few different uh, times along the way that... Uh, I could have answered this question with some of the other bands that I played. So I'm going to bank this question for the next time I do an Ask Me Anything and I'll send you a PM answering the question. So, yeah, thank you for listening, Sean McFall, as well. You're a friend of mine. Uh, Everybody else, uh, you'll definitely be hearing more shows from me as this, uh, you know, quarantine is uh, in effect. So, yeah, feel free to chat chat me up, send me a show idea or 12, and uh, yeah. Till then, we'll see you on the next one. Stay tuned for my aforementioned better half, Nola, and the plugs and the greatest outro in the business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cat Willow an extra treat. We are on Twitter at rockstrikes 10 and the direct email is rockstrikes 10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then... Have fun.